Welcome aboard the Little Red Bandwagon, your podcast about a podcast that is most likely too beautiful to live. This is a Monday, July 4th edition of the show. Happy birthday, America. We're here to recap your previous week of TBTL. I am Bobby Pape, and I am in the obligatory timeshare travel studios in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. Joining me this morning in the misbehaving five-and-a-half-year-old studios in Everett, Washington, Christy Wise. Good morning, Christy. Hello, Bobby. And at the Surprise Dinner Party Studios in Dallas, Texas, Meredith Mayhag. Good morning, Meredith. Hey, Bobby. We're going to wrap up your previous week's TBTLs uh, in just a moment after some LRB business, uh, but it should be a pretty quick round of business today. Uh, Meredith, do you have a pup date for us? Not really. Everything's fine. He had a cold, um, but then he mm-hmm. went to the vet and got some medicine, and now he doesn't have a cold, so he's good. So that worked just kind of the way it should. Yeah, he's being he's being a lot less of a little shit oh, that's these good. days. So baby <laughs> school's been great. If only this week's TBTL was less of a little shit. <laughs> uh, Christy, it sounds like all's well on the home front on your end. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> Other than uh, perhaps some bruising from LA. <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's news. I think that's a five and a half year old being a five and a half year old. I guess so. I don't know why anyone has a second kid. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luke talks about that this week, that if you remember the pain, I think if you remember the pain of a toddler, you wouldn't have a second child. Yeah. I remember the pain of Southern Comfort, which is why I don't drink it anymore. <laughs> me with if it's tequila. anything like that. Uh, the only update for me is that there's been a lot of popover talk this week, not on TBTL, but just in our circles of friends. Well, my dad's in Minnesota and he said, I just did a popover. I don't know if this is a Minnesota thing, but they're amazing and it was worth the trip. So I asked Anne, hey, is this a Minnesota thing? And if so, why didn't we get these? Because I've never had one. Right. And I've always liked popovers, but I've never made them because one, I didn't have a popover pan and two, I just never thought of it in a convenient time. Uh, But we used to make them when I was kids. And sure enough, we were at Savers yesterday and I found a $4, uh, my guess, brand new or used once. My guess is that somebody bought it and then never used it and Mm -hmm. then donated it. Um, So I found a popover pan. And so I was inspired to make popovers. And you have to have everything has to be at room temperature. So as we talk, everything is either warming or cooling to that temperature. And as soon as we're done recording here, I'm going to go make popovers. So uh, by the time you all hear this, I will be full and happy and you should all be jealous. (laughs) Uh, With that, let's get started with our week in review. And that's going to start with Meredith. Yeah, Monday, 2150. Who kicked the cat out? Who? Who? (laughs) Um. (laughs) Meredith, please talk about the sign you put on your door. (laughs) Yes. So um, we've been having and attending a crazy number of parties for some reason the last few days. Um, And since it's 4th of July weekend right now, my husband um, wanted to have a barbecue. He loves barbecues. He got a big green egg and he wanted to smoke a brisket on it. That's his favorite thing to do. And so he spent, he started the brisket at like, what today is on Friday night at like eight o'clock. And then the party was Saturday afternoon. And so the brisket had been on that whole time. And I was a little bit worried because as, as you guys know, Eddie's a door dasher and he mm-hmm. ran out the front door a couple weeks ago and took, took a magical voyage through the neighborhood and uh, so I was worried about him going when people were coming in the front door. So I made a little sign and stuck it above the, the um, doorknob that said, don't let the dog out, parentheses, don't, don't, with little musical notes. And so nobody let him out. He's fine. 
It was effective. People appreciated that note. Yeah. Yeah. I got a few laughs. <laughs> I, I think that was more for the, for myself than anybody else, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, so Lucas is, is trying to get his wall built before a foreign invasion on Independence Day of his family and friends <laughs> for a party. Well, he can see Canada from his house. So. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But it's actually not him doing anything. He's traveling and poor Carrie is building the wall all by herself. But it's not going to get done and he's trying to make peace with that fact. Um, I think the top story for today is that someone peed in Andrew's litter box. <laughs> he had a Do you party. think someone did? Um Maybe I, I, I think it's more, I, I was initially concerned that one of his cats was sick. Yeah. That was the first thing I thought of is like, someone's got diabetes. You need to take your cats to the vet. Um, because I think a, it's a good point that it would be messier or splashier if it was mm-hmm. a person. Yeah. And it was definitely a dude. Cause no woman would ever do something like that. Hey, <laughs> well, it also well, would be way messier. <laughs> yeah, yes. you're absolutely right. Although, um, I, I can't speak for all men. I refuse to speak for all men. But um, some have better control over aim than others and flow than others. By the right expert, this could be done evenly. There's just a distance thing, though. You'd have to crouch. That's true. uh, The placement of it is weird. Yeah. Somebody is definitely fucking with the hand I mean, that's what this really comes down to. I bet a little kid just dumped their juice in in there. Yeah. That's my guess. That is a very likely scenario. That makes a lot more sense. I would do that if I was a kid. Like, let's see how this works. Yeah. And I if it a, hasn't happened since, it's probably not the cat who's sick. I have a really stupid childhood story that I just remember when you said it's a kid probably just trying to see what happens. Um, I, I I don't know how old I was, probably 14 or 15. That's a joke. Probably six or seven. Uh, <laughs> and my mother saw me spitting through the screen door the front door screen door of our house. <laughs> and when she asked me what I was doing, I said, I wanted to see if it came out square on the other side. <laughs> like a Play-Doh machine. Yeah. I want to see if I could extrude it. <laughs> Kids are great. Yeah. Science. <laughs> um, so what do you guys think about Andrew asking his party group on Facebook about this cat box thing? I think he shouldn't do that. I think that, Either they listen to the show and they hear it. I, I don't yeah. think it was pee. Because if you've ever seen a human pee in like sand, right? It digs a hole. Right. Right. <laughs> That's what I mean by the distance. Yeah. 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 It, I it wasn't if, it if wasn't there, a human. Yeah. If there weren't like important adults in that group, like bosses. I think, right. bosses yeah. mm-hmm. If it was all just um uh, friends, you know, casual friends that I think it could be really funny to ask. Yeah. But at the same time, no one's going to confess to that. Especially in pub- on that Facebook page, no one's going to be like, yeah, right. it was neat. <laughs> right. It's okay. not like somebody stole something and you're like, just bring it back. Right. Anonymously. We're not going to ask any questions. No yeah. penalty. I bet kids spilling. Yeah. I would ask, but I am kind of curious to see yeah. if it gets resolved. Um Moving I up. do wish they had taken it to the lab, like have the liquid oh, yeah, analyzed. Yeah. <laughs> CSI that shit. <laughs> um, yeah, that would solve it. Uh, I have a note here about watching Game of Thrones and Ketchikan, Alaska, so Luke can play, pay close attention, but I'm not, I don't remember what the... I think I can chime in there. Um, 
Luke wanted to watch Game of Thrones, I think in the airport, like oh, yeah. on his layover mm-hmm. at SeaTac between Bellingham to Seattle, then to Ketchikan. And Andrew said, no, no, you really need to pay attention to this. Please carve out an hour of private mm-hmm. time in your room. And it actually spawned a conversation about things that are appropriate or not appropriate to watch in public spaces, specifically, I think, in airports and on airplanes, right. because I once sat behind someone who had like a really big laptop screen and was watching I don't know what it was, but it looked like softcore pornography. Like every time I'd look over, there was another like topless, awkward sex scene. Mm-hmm. No. And I was just like, this is, you know, we don't have my American dream of adults only airplanes yet. Right. <laughs> so until we do. Yeah. Be careful. That's not okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good point. Um, Luke talks a little bit about the news helicopter um, that, that, flew too low and, and now is in trouble. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and he can't talk about it. So it no. clearly was him. Right? <laughs> I mean, he wasn't flying it, so he's yeah. not going to be in trouble, but it was them. He was in that helicopter. Um, and he had even mentioned that earlier last week. So that yeah. was not a surprise, but that's, that's kind of a juicy tidbit. So yeah. I'm curious to see what happens with that too. Um, I think the top story for today was, um, there's a place called white settlement, Texas. Um, and I've actually been to White Settlement, Texas. Um, it was it's near Fort Worth, and Duff and I were driving around, um, just kind of familiarizing ourselves with the area when we first moved here a few years ago. And we saw a sign for that place, and I was like, "We must yeah, go to, to this. What is going on here? What is this place?" Mm-hmm. And it's nothing. It's just a tiny little town, and it, it's called that because it wants to distinguish itself from the Native American settlement nearby. Mm-hmm. Um, and white pride and everything. Yeah. So they talked about that the next day, but, um, I could not believe that there's a place that's named that. And then also that they voted two to one to evict browser, the cat from their library. I I hate these people. Well, we learned later that it gets overturned three to zero. So some of the, the internet, um, raised up and people, people rallied and, and I kind of wish people would get more excited about like politics. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Like, Right. Well, maybe changing their name. Yes. Yes. <laughs> their name. That would be good. And then they kind of talk about um, used bookstore cats, which I love. Mm-hmm. Um, used bookstore and library cats. And they actually do serve a purpose. They catch mice and stuff because mice can chew on the books. Oh. And so it's a, it's a functional thing, too. Um, there's a bookstore in Grand Rapids where I grew up called Argos. Um, and uh, my stepdad worked there for a long time as a manager. And they have a uh, a cat their name trouble so that when it Aww. would come up he'd say oh here comes trouble <laughs> no yeah and she would just sleep in the front window like lounging in the sun and it, it, she was awesome and it didn't smell bad they took really good care of the litter box and everything but i just i do love that they are keeping browser i think yeah. that's great that's a yeah. cute name too i didn't read any of the follow-up stories about them keeping browser the headlines just did it yeah it was you like to read the social pressure mayor <laughs> yep cat stays uh I liked that on the, what was it, town council or whatever meeting that they had for this, the agenda item was listed as, quote, consider relocation of library facility cat. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And to roll us back just a little bit to the white settlement conversation, which, you know, I can't get enough of. This reminded me of a recent controversy in upstate New York, not super far from where I grew up, a few hours, uh, the town of Whitesboro. New York, similarly racist, mm-hmm. uh, has a seal that people wanted to change because it depicts a white man 
Uh, choking an Indian. Why would people want to change that, though? <laughs> yeah, that's fine. And uh, uh, it was wildly turned down. Uh, people I cannot just, believe that. No. Yeah. Well, also the picture, because you showed it, um, looks like a joke. It looks like on Pawnee on Parks and Recreation yes, when they had that. But it's real. It's also bad. Like, I could probably draw that thing. Yes. It's and I suck. Ter- it's terrible. It looks like a a very special child made it. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> it a very angry child that then gets put into therapy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you Google uh, Whitesboro, New York seal or Whitesboro, New York flag or whatever, um, artists' renderings of alternative options come up because there's actually like there are actual seals, like physical seals in Whitesboro that have a very similar version of that image. Um, but they're different than the cartoony one. So there's all different versions of white man strangling an Indian. They all involve the same important point, which is that it's a white man strangling an Indian. (laughs) Uh, But, but there are like artists have gone through and made really funny parodies of it. I wonder, I wonder if the Pawnee one is taken from it. Do you, did you watch that show? I didn't watch it, but I I have to think, because if you look at them side by side, yeah, (laughs) Um, oh God, I just, uh, found one called tidy Whiteysboro, New York, and it's just a picture of a ripped guy in tight underwear. So oh, Christy, nice. you might be interested. Yes, I'm looking now. <laughs> anyway, I just couldn't resist sharing Whitesboro, New York. I drive through it every time I drive home and I just, uh, yeah, I just keep going. <laughs> Ugh. Um, the, they talk a bit about libraries and Luke reminisces about how he used to rent the George Michael VHSs and watch them at the library, (laughs) (laughs) which is a trip. I, I, I used to rent movies at the library too, but we actually did have a VCR so we could take them home. Yeah. Um, But I don't think he wasn't allowed to watch stuff like that. That would never fly. You didn't have overbearing Christian parents. No. (laughs) Um, And then they talk a little bit about cat cafes and kind of muse about them. And I have to say that, um, I've been to a cat cafe and the one that I went to was not billed as like a place that you get coffee and there just happened to be cats there. It's an adoption event with coffee. Oh, okay. So it, cause it's not really exactly pleasant when you're in a room with like 10 cats. It's not a place you want to hang out necessarily. Cause I think that would be really hard to keep clean and fur free. Oh yeah. So maybe they are like that in Japan or something, but the ones that yeah. I've been to have been like, here are the cats we have for adoption donate three dollars get a cup of coffee hang out pet the cats and you can take one home if you want okay yeah because my allergies would just die i would just oh you wouldn't do yeah yeah i'd just fall over dead yeah before they are fun because you get to just play with all sorts of little kittens and and cats and stuff Mm. so that was great um moving on uh we get a letter from someone named cooper who really loves broccoli um (laughs) he writes a letter (laughs) george hw bush who historically uh, played up his dislike of broccoli to great comedic effect and Cooper loves it. And he says he wishes that George HW Bush liked it too. Um, and then they talk about his tweets and Christy, I know you have some feelings about this. He's not tweeting. This man is almost 90 years old. Yeah. He's not tweeting. He doesn't have a cell phone. He has at least two personal assistants that I know of. And, um, he just has a, PR person that's doing this. He, I was thinking he might give them stuff to say. Yeah, maybe they they probably read it to him, mm-hmm. and 
say and then he says what he they should say so maybe it was his joke yeah because i get the sense that he has a some sort of sense of humor Mm -hmm. for sure i mean that's what he said is i'm president and now i never have to eat broccoli again like that was the famous thing so he is funny but he's not tweeting like he doesn't have a smartphone that he's reading and retweeting people and looking at stuff no no yeah (laughs) agreed Anything We're else? We're just going to just find out that Cooper also hates invading Kuwait. <laughs> <laughs> Two ways that they're they're very different. Yes. yes. <laughs> all right, that's all I've got for Monday. Um Tuesday 2151 catch a can't isn't in my vocabulary. Um this is the first of the catch a can puns that I love so much. <laughs> <laughs> this week was pretty great with the with the titles. Um, Luke talks about a lumberjack show that's in town. And I just want to sh- say that I would definitely go to this and it would be much better than the Thunder from Down Under for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because uh, uh, that was a that was a big failure for you, wasn't it? Oh, it was so terrible. <laughs> it was the worst. I think that I I've never spoke to anyone that thought it was a success i've never tried so i don't (laughs) i think it's just one of those things i was in vegas for a wedding and that's what the bride picked to be her bachelorette weekend or like night and it was terrible it was the worst but mostly because they all pretend they're from australia so they have this fake australian accent that's terrible because they're not talented they're not actors <laughs> you know it's a fun thing to google image search though yeah oh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna I'm stick sure. to my my racism oriented <laughs> google image searches <laughs> there was a lot of shirtless men pouring beers on themselves Ew. um yeah it just it's no just save your 80 to 120 dollars depending on where you're seated um and go to the lumberjack show that's what if I you want to see a shirtless guy just pour beer all over himself, you just have to go to a, the cheap seats at a, a baseball game. Right, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, and then we get a talk of Tony Robbins and his hot coals. And apparently they used the wrong coals. There were too hot. They used the too hot of they ones. They didn't wait for them to cool off. I, had re- I didn't realize this story was in Dallas. Oh, hot you could have gone. This could have been you. I would never in a million years have done that, but no. I'm so glad. <laughs> yeah, the the this whole thing. I love the letters that came in. Mind over matter yeah. is bullshit. Like you know, that was, <laughs> so, no, just you know, just get over. It. But I do have to say because I'm a big hater of the selfie, these people deserved it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like go fast. That's the that's the point. Even if they were cooled down. If you stop on coals to take your picture and you deserve it. Yeah. And this is just your drone strike coming to fruition. Now, now you have that person, that idiot has to go and tell everybody that that's how they got hurt. <laughs> I'm sure they won't because they're so <laughs> self-important that they won't actually say that it was that they'll blame. They'll blame the thing. Um yeah. We learned that white settlement 11 years ago, 11 years ago, keep that in mind, voted to change the name and it failed. And we get the line that Luke said that 
uh, there's a all lives matter fort within white settlements. <laughs> um, then, um, let's see. Although I, I gotta say from what I saw there, it pretty much was still just a white settlement. Oh yeah. I mean, what did yeah. they say? It was like 89% yeah. white. <laughs> yeah. All I know is people on the Stens page were, uh, pulling, screenshots of the wikipedia stats on how white whites <laughs> the white settlement is <laughs> yeah i mean if you could live anywhere in in texas would you choose that if you're a person of color no no Th- that's where you stay away mm-hmm. i mean it's it's i mean it's only a matter of time till it says whites only yeah welcome white right. people to white white settlement <laughs> um so then does anyone else have anything before I get into Song of Ice and Spoilers? I, I just want to talk about um, there's more boating talk on Tuesday because this is the uh, they're waiting for the winning team to come in. And there's more on that later when Luke interviews the winning boat team. Uh, but there was a conversation about Small Craft Advisor magazine. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, which Luke loves to read, even though he doesn't really understand uh, so if you want one, guys, by the way, you can just Google Small Craft Advisor. A one year subscription that's six issues is thirty four ninety five. And sadly, it's a magazine that I cannot get with otherwise useless United Airline Miles points. <laughs> <laughs> so I will not be getting a subscription to Small Craft Advisor. Um, but the conversations about catamarans and trimarans and things like that got me thinking uh, when I was a Boy Scout camp counselor, one of our projects to kill time was that we built a catamaran out of two oversized crew side, like oversized canoes and lashed uh, beams to connect them and put a sail on it. Um, and we decided to name it after the head of our scout council, which was this giant six and a half foot tall woman, like, like built ripped long red hair. We called it the Paula Bunyan. And we got <laughs> mm-hmm. in more trouble for that joke. Why? She did not take kindly to us comparing her to Paul Bunyan. Oh, okay. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. like that comparison. Yeah. As a uh, as a tall person. Yeah. Right, as a tall American. Yeah. Tall female American. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I have fond memories of sailing the Paula Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny to me, but I'm not Paula. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> so uh if I could find a picture, I would post it. But I don't think I think, you know, that's pre-digital, so sadly that one may have died. <laughs> oh, one more thing for Tuesday, Luke. Uh, clarified to us that he's using the term life hack um, mm-hmm. ironically. And Andrew said, no, you're not. Nope. You <laughs> crossed over. And I love that he yes, said that because we've too. been saying that. Yes. Yep. Mike has been calling him out for that. Um, I heard someone in the wild at work this week say life hack and I wanted to punch him in the throat. But you yep. can't do that. Workplace violence and everything. Um, <laughs> You've been very punchy lately, Christine. I have been. People have been making me very angry. You need a vacation. I know, I do. <laughs> um, so I won't get into the Song of Ice and Spoilers except for that it happened. It was the finale. They loved the show. Um, but Andrew mentioned that someone added him to the page. The fa- There's a Song of Ice and Spoilers Facebook page. So if you want to talk about um, Game of Thrones, join that page however you do that um made him admin and then proceeded to shit all over him and i just want to say one of the number one rules that i put in the stents page that no one actually listens to is don't tag andrew in shitty comments it's one thing if you're like hey 
at Andrew um, what I, I mean I don't even know like the show isn't loading for me and then he can troubleshoot it that's something that he should do um, but at Andrew is super boring and he needs to pay for everyone's meals when he goes out with them because he is picky don't do that just don't do it <laughs> um, then the let's see the Stens page exploded in shitty shittiness this week um, because of Game of Thrones and talk. Someone put a kind of shitty comment and everyone jumped on it. But at least Can everybody I... was defending. Everyone was Andrew. defending, but it did get kind of crappy. Yeah. We had to shut the comments down because here's another thing is that people... Andrew isn't in this. No one tagged him until they started saying at Andrew, don't listen to the haters. Well, uh, guess what? Now you tagged him in. <laughs> he probably would have seen it. Maybe, this was hard but, to miss. Yeah. I mean, maybe, but he could have chosen. But now he's getting notifications. Yeah. There's, that's um, the difference. I think we have to. I don't want to go into deep commentary on this thread, but I do want to pull a couple of points out from it. Um, the first is that I love when the thing lights on fire once in a while because <laughs> everybody's love for the show actually usually shines through. So one bad post ends up turning into hundreds of good posts, which we've seen before. Actually, this one has 58 comments on it, but that's because we, I think one of the admins decided that we had to finally close this thread. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, first, uh, I'm just personally proud that I got the first comment on it and I got 70 likes on it. So... For me personally, thanks, everybody. This thread actually really bolstered me. But even better than that is Meredith, who got a ton of likes for just writing, if only they gave some sort of warning ahead of time to those who don't enjoy their Game of Thrones talk. Yes. I like the people that are like, if only there was a stop button on yeah. your phone. Yeah. To turn if it only off. you weren't forced to listen to this. Oh. Uh, two more points. One, uh, uh, the only one of the only people who defended this person who made this post got his comeuppance and deserved it. So that's nice. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, go to the Stens page, read the whole thread. It's a good couple hours of, you know, make some popcorn <laughs> <laughs> and then scroll through the thread and read it. It's still there. Uh, and then Anne, our very own Anne, who hits a home run every time she posts or talks or does anything. It makes us all live in her shadow uh, <laughs> of her greatness. Anne is the one who finally comes through and says, Hey guys, the guy who posted this is actually kind of apologized. We're all moving on. We all love TBTL. Let's be done with this. And it, it basically worked. I mean, mm -hmm. there were some stragglers, but uh, Anne saves the day. Worth noting. Uh, yeah, I'd like to commend you, name. It's not about whether we make mistakes that's important. It's how we behave afterwards. You've sincerely apologized and taken your lumps gracefully and with humor, and I appreciate it. Mm -hmm. Signed, gold star archivist and co-host Anne Lundholm. Yes. And she's right. He did. He did handle it pretty well. Mm -hmm. Yep. So that was a fun, I enjoyed it. <laughs> All right. I'm done with Tuesday. All right. Christy, thank you for your ongoing service as one of the admins of that page. <laughs> a job I would never want. And you wonder why I'm punchy this week. <laughs> <laughs> On a Wednesday, 2152. That's a tuner, son. <laughs> Any chance to get the tuner tape yep. in. I love it. Uh, I took this episode. I wanted to take this episode because it's about flight seat obsession and uh, 
poop talk. So I thought I'd take the flight obsessions because I am equally obsessed and the poop talk because I didn't want the ladies hosting with me today to have to deal with this. Uh, Luke's obsessed with the Alaska Airlines app because he keeps logging in, trying to land the best possible seat at any given time on his flights and waiting to see if he gets upgraded. Uh, also, um, uh, he is becoming quite the CBS Sunday morning correspondent. Apparently yes. helicopter snafus aside. Mm-hmm. Um, he is being sent to Atlanta to cover the Junior Cup Stackers Championship. <laughs> what? <laughs> Which he originally thought was going to be in Fort Lauderdale, or as he put it, at the head of the penis that is Florida. <laughs> if you say it that way, no one knows what you mean. Right. <laughs> Except for if you say it over and over and over again. <laughs> and then say what you mean. <laughs> <laughs> and because of this, uh, he used one of his fancy Alaska upgrade vouchers. He makes a good point that uh, Seattle to Fort Lauderdale is probably the longest possible flight within the contiguous United States. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that is quite a distance. Um, he booked it and he did that and he used his first class upgrade just in time to find out that he needs to reroute his flight to Atlanta with a layover in Branson to drop in on a Santa con. <laughs> <laughs> he needs to um, call Alaska airlines because I had so many questions. Did do those reset? Like, does he get it back? I don't think and so. And I bet they can, I bet they can do something for him. He needs to call and talk to someone and not just do it on the online. Yeah. He just needs to call and say, this is daytime Emmy award winner, Luke Burmag. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't you know who I am? Usually works. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Absolutely. Love that. Yeah. He should definitely yeah. have a few drinks first. Do you know how many Twitter followers I have? <laughs> no, I'm not verified. All right, fine. Uh, I was going to say, are the Alaska <laughs> Airlines people verified? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Luke, uh, excuse me, Andrew's filling in on Cairo uh, on the 7 to 10 slot and uh, Nick, his old producer, is joining him. I actually caught just a few minutes of this uh, that night and it was just enough to hear him say that um, if he were a better radio host, he would have prepared. And then I turned it off because I just realized it was going to be that. (laughs) I always find out they're on the radio after it's done because people put it on on facebook but it's hours later yeah i saw somebody post i'm listening to andrew on cairo right now as i was walking out of my my trivia show Mm -hmm. and so i fired up the streaming cairo app on my phone and listened to it in the car but i couldn't bring myself to to fire it up at home and listen to the whole show because i'm sure it was fine (laughs) but uh, we already listened to him say that five days a week right uh we get a classic uh, third grader Star Trek poop joke about the captain's log, which <laughs> <laughs> leads to Andrew telling a story about walking into the men's room at the Legion at the live show and finding uh, an unflushed toilet that had been clearly used uh, with a surprising lack of paper in it, mm-hmm. uh, which he chalks up to something that must have been a cat box P level prank. Um, but uh, some people just have that ability. I don't know. I don't want to think about it too much. No. But I like that he called it paperwork, though. That's yeah, funny. me too. <laughs> well, do you me. know what's funny is that Jeremy walked into the bathroom as this was found. Oh. And he said, do you, Andrew told him about it. He's like, I just found the most disturbing thing. <laughs> <laughs> but so, I mean, I don't want to get too um, into the weeds on um, poop talk, but 
my first thought was it was flushed and it came back. It was a bobber. <laughs> oh, God. No one thought of that as a possibility, right? Yeah. Uh, if I remember correctly, there were some plumbing related issues in yes, general at the Legion were. that night. Yeah. I have a great picture of I, uh, Colleen. Mm-hmm. standing next to one of the guys from the Legion, just casually holding a plunge. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Hook. They're having a whole conversation and he's just chilling there with a plunge. Yeah. Hook, Hook made Colleen and I stand guard while he plunged the toilets. Cause two of the three were broken. So I think oh, that in the ladies room, right in the ladies yeah. room, right. Well, they can't have the most up-to-date plumbing at the, Oh no. Oh no. no. I mean, the whole building did cost a hundred thousand dollars, so you're going to have some plumbing issues. Yeah, uh, so that's my uh, a classic bobber. Right, right. Uh, they should just tack on a one dollar surcharge on every Heggie's pizza, and they could probably get all <laughs> that fixed up. Uh, Luke brings up the classic George Brett tape. I'd say we're good for that about twice a year, uh, and I'm sad they didn't play any of it. Um, I'm not going to Easter egg the George Brett tape because it's really mm-hmm. it's a listen at your own risk. But I will post it on or under the show or in the show notes or something. So those of you who want the George Brett tape and haven't heard it in a while and need that fix. Uh, my fantasy football league team in the tens league at one point was just black bucks, no socks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, top story from Wednesday. There's a 40 year old Twinkie in Blue Hill, Maine. Uh Meredith, you're the scientist. Tell us what you think a 40-year-old Twinkie's going to look like. Yeah, it'll probably just look dusty if it's out of its cage. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. They uh, So people are always doing this with Happy Meals and Twinkies. Yep. And, and if you take any food like that, all the moisture is evaporated out. There's no mold can't grow on that. Nothing's going to happen. Yeah. It's just right. become mummified. So it's not, I mean, yeah, they're full of, of preservatives and stuff, but it's, that's not what they're meant to do. If you kept it in its wrapper, it would be a different story. Or if you put water on it, it would be a different story. So it's not news that this thing still exists. Uh, so they were talking about things that would mold and things that wouldn't. And they said something about meat. What I would like to see is those like beef sticks. Or beef jerky. Oh, yeah. I bet those would get moldy. Because there's bet a, they would. a little, there's an amount of moisture. Yeah. In there. Yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing is that um, a cool little tidbit is that honey um, is something that will never go bad. Yeah. Isn't it the only food that won't yeah. go bad? Yeah. Yeah. It's hydroscopic, right? So it mm-hmm. won't, it, there's nothing, uh, there's hygroscopic. So there's nothing there for it to, to get at. We have honey in the, back of our cupboard that's been there way too long it gets crystallized you just have to warm right, it just up microwave yeah. it yeah. yeah it doesn't mean it's bad yeah so uh, there are natural things that that don't go bad too right according to wikipedia so we know this is accurate uh twinkies are usually only on the shelf no more than seven to ten days maximum shelf life used to be 26 days until the addition of stronger preservatives at the beginning of 2012 which bumped it up to 45 days uh after that they probably just taste slightly worse. I don't like Twinkies in the first place. No. No, I don't either. Yeah. No. Um, I do like that Luke's parents had buckets of soybeans and, as mentioned previously many times, a an exercise bike that had a grinder attached to it. Because <laughs> <laughs> they don't know what they're going to do when the apocalypse comes, but they are going to be able to make soybean flour. Yeah, we've talked about this before, I think. 
Yeah. Um, and it's like, well, what do you do with that once you've got it? And I love that Luke was saying they they were worried about the apocalypse. They thought it was going to happen, but they didn't care enough to actually fully prepare. Well, you know, my thoughts on this is that the way that his parents thought that the world was going to end was biblical and which meant that their family was going to leave. Yeah. So what do they need? Anything? I don't know. (laughs) It seems like it was probably um, peer pressure in their group. I bet that there was actually real preppers in their church group or whatever. And they're just like, yeah, sure. Give us a couple, couple of those soybeans. (laughs) What Luke didn't realize is that under a thin layer of soybeans and all those buckets, nothing but guns. (laughs) Because if the preppers have taught me anything, you need guns and fortification. Don't worry about food and water. Yeah. Yeah. And like Andrew pointed out is they have what, eight, eight people in their family. That wouldn't have lasted very long. (laughs) No. Uh, eight people who would be miserable on a diet of soybeans. They would have just gotten scurvy. Right. (laughs) Uh, We've got the New York Times article, Cleveland City of Winners. (laughs) Um, And, you know, uh, Andrew's such a casual fan of Cleveland sports. Like, he's a Browns fan as far as he knows football. But he obviously doesn't care less, couldn't care less about the Cavs winning. I like that they talk about the Lake Erie Monsters beating the Hershey Bears <laughs> for the AHL championship, which is called the Calder Cup, by the way. It's a nice looking prize. Um, but uh, Cleveland's still terrible. I think that's the important thing to remember. Uh, any thoughts, guys, on Cleveland? It rocks. Yeah. Yeah, we should play that as our outro music today. <laughs> Uh, we get an email from Gabriel. It's more Bloody Mary talk and BM Rimmers. Oh, <laughs> as long as we thought it couldn't get grosser. It did. <laughs> it did. Uh, we get folding versus shaking versus stirring drinks. The correct pronunciation of Worcestershire. And I do believe that is correct. Yes. Worcestershire. And we get an email from Barbara who's angry because she's not. Well, I wrote the tuna train, which sounds terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Which is on a train and somebody's got a tuna fish sandwich, uh, which is redundant, which is what we learned later. A tuna sandwich is the person who brings tuna on a train, a terrible person. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I I can't believe that Andrew thought that like tuna salad was what was coming in those cans. I know that was right. I guess if it's something that's not for you, you're not going to know. Not going to investigate it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Uh. Full disclosure, I went grocery shopping this morning and bought tuna fish because of this week. <laughs> I haven't had tuna, in, well, I'd say once a year, maybe. Uh, something will remind me that I like tuna and I'll buy it and eat it and then I won't do it again. I like it too. I'll make a me tuna too. salad sometimes and just have it for lunch for a couple mm-hmm. days. Uh, I'm going to keep going. I'll take us to Thursday, 2153. Catch me if you can. A pun so good with K's that a listener made a full-fledged postcard artist rendering of Luke and Andrew based on this episode's title. It's on the Stens page. It's very cool. You'll have to scroll through a lot of crap to find it, but just keep scrolling until you see a picture of Luke with the fish that he caught or didn't catch. And uh, uh, a shadowed image of Andrew looking quite outdoorsy in the corner. Um, 
this is an episode that doesn't have a lot of substance. We all agreed on this before we went to record. Mm-hmm. Nobody really had a lot of strong notes. Uh, Luke interviews Mad Dog, the team that won the race to Alaska, and is also handed the iPhone that is the Periscope feed for the city of Ketchikan. <laughs> to one person. I don't think Andrew understands that. I mean, Luke understands how Periscope works, because if you record something, it's just there forever. You can right. look at you it can later. Watch live, or you can watch recorded. Right. Yeah. yeah. How many people are really going right. to wake up at four in the morning to watch? Well, they. I mean, since it's a, what was it? The city. Mm-hmm. What was it? They yeah. might just put it on their website. Right. right. <laughs> or their community access television station. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Luke asks the Mad Dog team what the hardest part of sailing their no frills catamaran for four days was, and they tell him that it was crapping. Yeah. <laughs> I could yeah, see that. I would imagine. That'd be hard. Uh, and Andrew just says he just wouldn't poop for four days. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I would try to take medicine that makes it so it doesn't happen. Yeah. That medicine is called bran muffins. I don't know what to... Uh, but uh, Andrew's wrong. And let me tell you why he's wrong without getting into too much science here. Uh, it's not exactly a smooth ride. Okay. <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that after a couple of days... <laughs> Every bump of the ocean is going <laughs> to defy your attempts <laughs> to go four days. Uh, enough about that. Both of our guys have sport fishing stories. Uh, Luke went sport fishing with a guy named AJ, whose kid was named Wolf because his wife wants him to stop hunting wolves. <laughs> it's a cool name. Yeah, it is. Yeah. A cool name. Andrew got off for me the line of the week saying that uh, they would have to name his kid Pastrami. Yeah. <laughs> Because he's a pastrami hunter. Yes. Uh, Andrew tells the story of going sport fishing with uh, Genevieve's family uh, and being uh, drugged for it. But the family just thought he was seasick. Really, he was drugged and bored and miserable. That sounds awful. Yeah, I had that. I went on that exact same um, fishing trip in probably the same city. And that's what it is. You rent a boat for the day. Some locals put the lines in. They do all the work. Then they and I actually was woken up out of my dream because I actually was seasick. My dramanium sleep to reel something in. And then when it was on the boat, I went back to sleep. This is a lot like um, an African tour guide mm-hmm. helping mm-hmm. you point a rifle at a, yep. at a lion on a chain somewhere. Right. Yep, like right. this is. Yeah, there's Disgusting. not a lot of sport in this. Um, I don't have an ethical problem with fishing. Uh, mm-hmm. Just like uh, I know some people, this came up on the Stens page too this week a little bit. Um, but um, I do have an ethical problem with anything that ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, top story, Adnan Syed's getting a new trial. Thanks to some little podcast apparently called um, Serial. Or at least in part this because of evidence uncovered exciting. because of Serial. Yeah, this is going to be um, so a lot more interesting than the second season of Serial. Yeah. I actually, uh, I have a bunch of friends that we would listen to this and um, talk to each other about it. And I was like, please, let's go to Baltimore and live there and sit in the <laughs> trial every single day. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know that there's more to say than that right now. I'm sure we're going to be getting headlines about this every week for the next two years. So yeah. Adnan is going to be very relevant. Uh, Nancy Grace is uh, I, retiring might be the wrong word, but Nancy Grace is not going to be on HLN anymore. Uh, clearing the way for a 24 hour forensic files network. 
which Luke is responsible for making popular. Yes. Uh, Luke and Nick Allers from the Grapes of Rad, who also talks about and posts about Forensic Files constantly. I've never seen it. Me neither. Me neither. I'm afraid to now because I'm afraid it's like a drug. I'm afraid if I see it, I'll never stop. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, We get some talk about the greatness of touch tunes, which I do also thoroughly enjoy. And a quick aside about the Bruce Hornsby song, That's Just the Way It Is, which is always fun. Some things will never change. And as I mentioned earlier, an email about how tuna fish is redundant. Luke talked a little bit about martinis at some point, and I just wanted to point out um, I have kind of a martini strategy because I also don't like them. But they're what I order if I want to have one single drink in a night, like if I'm at a work party and I don't want to get too sloshed. Mm -hmm. So I don't like them. So I'll just nurse it all night long. And that's all I'll have. And I won't order another one while I'm still drinking this disgusting thing. So it's a really kind of a good control method for me. I don't like the the vessel they come in. Well, because they spill all over you. Yeah, they spill their... um, they they just like kind of defy gravity. They they're like too much at the top. Similar with wine wine glasses. I just yeah, think that they're too top heavy. Yeah, they're too, that's why the stemless is the best. I mean, we don't, have, just, we don't have any stem glasses in our house because they break as soon as we walk through the door. As soon as you look mm-hmm. at it, it, yeah. it, it falls apart. And if you have pets at all, nope. Kids yeah. at all, nope. nope. You can't have those. Just a uh, big gulp, lid straw. Yeah, what's wrong with that? Yeah, so if I get a drink that comes in one of those glasses, I ask, and then I have it doubled and put in a pint glass. Good idea. Oh, boy. Christy, Christy, once in a while we know you're about, you are your mother's daughter. (laughs) All right, moving on to Friday, 2154. Carol, hold my calls. Luke is back in Bellingham and he is playing drops. And I think this was my favorite part of the whole week. Me too. (laughs) It was so fun. And Priceless Granite got me, I think, more than anything else. And they played it twice and I was so happy. What were your guys' favorites? Oh, God. That they played or my favorite drops? Well, both. Okay. Hmm. Did they miss? Were you like, oh, I wish they had played? I, I really like that. It does not bother me. I love <laughs> and I love the story of that. Yeah. But my favorite drop is Did You Poop? They played that was like the first one, wasn't oh, it? Oh, they did. Yeah. Okay. Um so that but also the extended one where it's the little girl telling her dad on the phone oh, yeah. that she asked the dog if he pooped and right. he looked at her. <laughs> like that's such <laughs> a cute story. Uh for me, the, my favorite one he played is obviously slapjacking. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, and we just did a whole episode with someone mm-hmm. whose favorite mm-hmm. drop is slapjacking recently. So just go scroll back through our archives until you find the picture of the guy slapjacking. I think um, Kicked Him in the Penis is my second Oh favorite. my gosh, I love that one. <laughs> <laughs> that, same, that video is so cute if you look it, look it up. And that kid is adorable. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Uh, I'm big on the Arrested Development drops, and so mm-hmm. I would have loved to hear what a fun, sexy time for you. Oh, okay. um, which go see I think- a- Go see a Star Wars, my Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think go have a, a What a Fun Sexy Time, I think is in the very first episode's intro run. Oh. Uh, or, or early on, somewhere in there. So, because I remember when I went back to listen to the first couple of weeks being greeted by that drop. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, three hours to fill. Right. You know, <laughs> they didn't always make a lot of sense either. They weren't exactly topical. No. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, Andrew 
uh, had a knock on his door at 1130 in the morning and he put on his plaid robe and opened the door and he told these reality TV people to get off his lawn, basically. Um, he was irritated by the that it was a young, beautiful person, I think. And then also that they were filming, which I, that would annoy me, too. Like, don't yeah. just videotape me without telling me. Um, and but then he ended up saying, well, do whatever you want, but you're going to step in chicken poop. So whatever. Bye. <laughs> And then he I didn't mean, answer the door the second time they knocked. Yeah. Just he moved He moved away from L.A. to get away from all the young, beautiful people. And now they've chased him all the way to Wallingford. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, so I was when well, until he said it was a big fancy camera, my guess was that it was someone trying to make their video to be on a reality show. But that wouldn't have been the case with the fancy camera. They would have been holding something smaller, yeah. Right. Now, I, I, I want him to watch the new real world and see yes. if it was someone from that. Yes. Yeah. Luke but wants it, him to live Moss um, and let people do that sort of thing. It could have just been some producer, though. I guess he'd have to watch for his own backyard. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you know, at the beginning where it's like seven strangers, spill a pick to be in it, whatever. And I bet that it was just like a headshot, like action scene for the beginning. If it was sure. them. Uh, why Andrew though, there's, I think three apartments in this building. There's a landlord. He's not in charge. Yeah, I mean, I guess true. they just knocked on everyone's door and he's the one who was dumb enough to answer. Mm-hmm. Or he was the only one home. Yeah. It was during the day. We recently got um, a doorbell installed where when you press it, a camera turns on and I can see you on my phone. Oh, I would never in a million years have opened the door to this person. No, I just don't answer the door. Yeah. Ever. If I'm not expecting someone, I rarely do. And what's really weird is if someone knocks on my door, they couldn't see in here. But for some reason, I hide in the bathroom. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, a woman running for Pawtucket City Council knocked on our door the other night, and I went and talked to her for a couple of minutes. She gave me her flyer and whatever, but she didn't have any substance to what she was selling. And so I emailed her because there's an email. I just like she doesn't have a platform online. She doesn't have a website. She doesn't have a like her, she has a personal Facebook page. Pawtucket's not a big place, but like I still no, want to know what the hell, right. like, why yeah. are you asking me to vote for you? You've told me nothing about you. And she was like, oh, well, the guy who's had the job's had it for a long time. And it doesn't seem like he's listening to constituents. And I was like, so I wrote back and I was like, well, what do you mean by that? Mm-hmm. And she wrote back another really bland example and misused the ter- the she used the wrong forms of R and there in her email Whoa. back to me. Oh, no. Uh, and I was trying to explain this to Sam. I'm like, I'm sorry to be a snob, but I can't vote for someone to represent me at city council who doesn't know mm-hmm. how to, uh, doesn't know grammar. Mm-mm. Yeah. Uh, random aside, that's what I get for answering my door. Right. Yeah. Maybe you should run on a grammar platform. <laughs> She's currently on school committee, which makes me even oh, more no. angry. <laughs> oh, no. You should run. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to stick to fireworks committee. I like, I like raising money to blow up every year. Um, moving on. We're talking about a, a Twitter handle named high school bud, a guy who goes by the name of Lauren. And they're theorizing that he's a high art prank. Hashtag tech. What do you guys think about this? Have you seen his Twitter feed? Um, I don't know much about Twitter, but uh, Jeremy has said that he thinks this is one of Luke's friends because Luke barely uh, follows anyone and to just happen to fall into this person and then give them so much time. I mean, he's very um, deliberate about his Twitter. Yeah. If he thinks someone's funnier than him on Twitter, I would imagine he wouldn't want to tell us about it. Right. 
I mean, he's only following 69 people, Luke. Right. And this guy's tweets have all, I'm looking at him right now. It's all been in the last day. Um, his latest one is they say finding love involves taking risks, which is why I spend the better part of last night pretending to be an Uber driver. Hashtag love. It's a pretty good spook. <laughs> I, I bet that this is a uh, Morty. Mm, yeah. His one agent. Of his comedian yep. friends. Yeah. So Luke is just dropping in some like viral marketing on us. I don't appreciate that. <laughs> uh, it's working because I have six friends who follow Lauren at high school, bud now. Mm-hmm. So he got the TBTL bump. He got the TBTL bump. Uh, he now has uh, 126 followers, which is a pretty good jump from whatever Luke said on the show. Yeah. Um, also worth noting, um, he only has eight tweets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So in the first one. So the fact that he has eight tweets and Luke's following him. That yeah. says yeah. something. Yeah. And the first tweet was July 1st. So this is coordinated. Yeah. Um, also, Luke is following 69 people, you said, the sex mm-hmm. number. So I wonder if every time <laughs> he decides to follow somebody, he has to drop someone. Oh, we'll have to watch. <laughs> uh, he's not following me. Oh. Well, you're not verified, so. <laughs> the top story Somewhere. for Friday is this story about an author named Gay Talese, who I'd never heard of. I guess Neither I'm uncultured. Yeah. Um, he, he wrote a book called Frank Sinatra Has a Cold and then The Voyeur's Motel, which is what this story is about. This is pretty crazy. This guy yeah. named Gerald Foods has made a creepy motel where he watches people have sex from the vents above the room. Um, Gates went there, went into the room and didn't turn him in, which seems really ethically and legally questionable. Yes. I was familiar with the story um, because I love voyeurism. Nothing. Uh, Silence. Crickets. No, uh, (laughs) I was familiar with the story because I'd read the New Yorker piece earlier this year, and I think it had made its way onto a couple of other podcasts at some points. I feel like I'd heard people talk about it at some point, too. Um, uh, Yeah, really sketchy territory uh, with his fact finding mission. It's, It's weird how much he knew about some things about this guy, but then missed the really obvious parts about how the guy didn't own the motel when he said he did. Mm hmm. Um really uncomfortable yeah so it's not like it didn't happen right um this guy the motel owner really uh, allegedly saw this as uh, a fact-finding mission uh as science he he was taking notebooks full of notes on people's behavior i know i remember um it must have been a radio piece or a podcast piece because i remember him saying that through the decades he remembered seeing like more and more interracial couples and things like that. And he was making note of that, that like social norms were changing. Like you really saw it as a thing. Uh, clearly there's some other perversion involved too, or else you wouldn't do all this. Yeah, that's nice, but that's not how you do science. Sorry. That's why we have ethical review boards. <laughs> this is not. <laughs> there are other ways to study this that don't involve creeping on people when yeah, they don't know what you're sure. doing. This is disgusting. Sorry, don't I'm just like making it. note. That's not how you do science. <laughs> I stand behind that. Um, we get some emails. Um, someone says that the cheering at the logging festival is fake. And I actually had that thought when we heard it. Because you could hear a bit of cheering through the, the microphone on one of the days when Luke had his window open. And I was like, wow, that's feels that's fake. A, feels kind of like perfect cheering. Mm-hmm. Very loud, very perfect cheering for such a strange, small place. Um, 
And then we have a guy who was painting his house, um, catching up on TBTL, and he made his 11 laugh. Yeah. With the, the line about a big gulp latte. Yeah. Yep. I like that she normally says, can't you listen with earbuds? Yeah. <laughs> That's what my husband says. <laughs> yeah. Um, we had, I was listening yesterday in the car and Ellie said, can't we listen to another podcast like any other podcast? <laughs> <laughs> They don't tailor it to kids, it's true, no. <laughs> <laughs> or to adults. Um, we get an interview with the wonderful man who wrote the Coffee Love a Song, um, Ken Woodley, I think is his name. Yes. yes. And then there's an interview with him on a radio show, and he does not know what he's talking about no. ever. No. Like, he is not in on this joke. Even words, words are hard for him. Yeah, and they were. he was like, you're going to edit this, right? So let me get my... Uh, yeah, let me get it. But he does do a hell of an impression of a painting. It was a nice roar. Yeah. 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 I think he has some talent. He just he needs does. to figure out how to funnel it in what the right it direction. Is. Yeah. Yeah. Hone it, hone it a little bit, buddy. Um, and, and they said that they genuinely like that Coffee Love a song and they have to listen to it in the morning. I hate that song <laughs> so much. But if you listen to it every day, you might come back around to it. To you liking know? it. Where you genuinely? love it and you hate it and then you love it again. I feel like he has he has a bit of a uh gosh, I don't know, affected vocals and he could do something nice with them, but he doesn't. <laughs> I texted Sam the YouTube link to the video of that song with no explanation. And she made it about <laughs> ten seconds in and then just said, Nope, not happening and shut it yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. The guy listens to too much modern country, I think. Yeah. Um, so that's not our music for our, for your weekend. Our music for your weekend is um, Luke's got the Generationals with a song called Faces in the Dark. Um, Andrew brings us something from the Bangs slash the Bengals, which is interesting. I didn't know they had a previous life um, called Call on Me was that song. And then Dr. Mark uh, wrote in, he's a new doctor. And oh, yeah. I would like to second that. Never, ever go to the hospital in July because <laughs> that's when all the new interns start and they are fresh faced and they do not know what they're doing. So just don't get surgery until like September <laughs> when they get their legs underneath them. Um, and then the, his song was uh, Kanye by the Chainsmokers. That was kind of a fun song. Yeah. It's an awesome song. I finished Friday's TBTL and then immediately jumped over to Spotify and replayed that song. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh, we forgot on Thursday because this is a thread in the Stens page. The N word was in the in the recent Lady Luck, Lucky Ladybug song. Yikes! Right? Yeah. Um, I, Christy, you went back and listened to it a few more times and heard it, yeah. and definitely heard yeah. it there. I went back and took a dive on the lyrics and looked everywhere I could to find the lyrics to that song, and that whole verse where that's included is yeah. not anywhere in any of the lyrics. That's the Vanity Fair version. And maybe they added it or maybe they just chose to not acknowledge that block of text later. Yeah. I don't know. And I hadn't even seen it that there was a thread on the Stints page. I was listening. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah. Paused it. Rewound. OK. And then I saw the thread and then played it a couple more times. That that. Yep. That's what they say. Yep. <laughs> Oops. Wow. Yikes. It's the official anthem of White Settlement, Texas. Well, it's funny because they're so deliberate about like, oh, well, we don't want to play this song, the, you know, this hip hop song because it has it has the N word. Or well, you, there are ways around it. Like when Carmen covers a Chris Brown song, she just uses a different word. Yeah. Right. But I just thought it was funny that they're so deliberate about the hip hop song saying it. But then here's Ugh. like this very white 50s. <laughs> 
<laughs> boy band singing it and well there you go that's all i got for friday yep yep christy um for housekeeping um i've gotten some very uh, very sweet notes of people that are trying to reassure me that they're going to finish their weeks because i was so upset last week because no one is finishing their weeks and um i put it on our secret store attends page but um I will be taking back your weeks if it's been over six months and you haven't even completed one day. I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, and then I wanted to give a shout out to Megan or Megan Keen, who came up with the tagline, no archive too small, gold stars for all. That's good. Isn't that cute? Yeah. Yeah. So that's it on the archive. If you want to help us do it, if you already have a week, do it or it's going to be gone. <laughs> Uh, we've had some renewed interest in stickers lately. Stickers are still available at littleredbandwagon.com. We have our beautiful round Little Red Bandwagon stickers. We also have the square 10 stickers. There's a picture on the Stens page of a spotting in the wild of a 10 sticker that I don't know has been resolved yet to identify who owns it. And that's exciting yeah, up. that it's genuinely happening, people. It's really happening. <laughs> Uh, I'll tell you how to get involved. We'll do it real fast. LittleRedBandMagon.com. Uh, this, again, is a Monday edition of the show. We also, on Fridays, talk to TENS about their experiences and their favorite episodes from TBTL history. We're always looking for more TENS to do that. Little Red Bandwagon's the place to let us know you're interested. Facebook, Little Red Bandwagon, and on the STENS page, for better or for worse, the Twitter's LRB podcast. Email LittleRedBandwagon at gmail.com. Voicemails and text messages to 802-432-TBTL. And Christy, before you tell us what's happening on this week's Nerd Out Loud, I have a, a commentary on last week's Nerd Out Loud mm -hmm. that I've been meaning to send in all week and I haven't. So I'm just going to share it with you here. Okay. Jeremy did an Am I a Jerk? Mm -hmm. um, or per, you guys did an Am I a Jerk for Jeremy because you were leaving a party and you were sick and mm -hmm. you wanted to go in 10 minutes. And Jeremy stretched that into 20, 25, 30. Well, he he said, I'll tell Ellie 10 minutes. And I said, please let it be five minutes. And he said, OK. And then he went down and said, Ellie, 20 more minutes. Right. Like directly after saying, Yikes. OK, to five minutes. Right. And the question is, is Jeremy a jerk for poor time management and rudeness? Yes. Uh, the answer is yes. Jeremy is a jerk for poor time management and rudeness. Also, Christy, you are a jerk for expecting a man to change. <laughs> I don't expect him to change. <laughs> you married him. Yeah. You knew what you were getting yourself into. I know, but I didn't come up with that. Am I a jerk? He did. I, I, know. I didn't even know he was going to say you're it. You're on the show, so you're subject yeah. to... You're both jerks. That's my point. <laughs> so I don't know what this week's show entails for you, but uh, uh, I look forward to your July 4th edition of Little Red Band... Or, oh, of uh, Nerd Out Loud. I want to drone strike anyone that does fireworks. Well, there you go. I'll That's a good you. preview. Yeah. Uh, and with that, Christine, why don't you get us out of here? Until next time, this is the next party. We love you, Jen. Happy 4th, everybody. Nailed it. Carolina Panthers with sharp teeth and claws. We crowd win this game. I got jeans on, black bucks, no socks.